You're listening to Rick Radio, broadcasting from Ringsend and Orish Town Community Centre. This is John Kenny. You're listening to Three and You're In. Hello and welcome back to week four of Three and You're In. Uh, I'm Jack Allen. I'm Keith O'Brien. Uh, how are you, Keith? Not too bad, Jack, and yourself? Doing well, doing well. Yeah. The unfortunate week for football yeah. in Ireland yeah. with the women going out of the World Cup, but what can you do? But come here, like, from never having qualified for a major tournament to get there. I know this is the old Irish team, have we got there, have we done well? Yeah. But in fairness, it is a huge achievement for, for this squad. Like, women's football, not like the, the Swedens, the, the UK, the US, where there's a history of women's football coming from where the, the base we're coming from that hasn't been a huge emphasis put on, on women's football and to see it now being put up there on the same levels with men's football and, and to see the, the, the amount of girls taking part it's absolutely f- fantastic so they deserve a huge round of applause for, for what they've done and what they've achieved in just getting there mm. I know that's an Irish way of looking at things yeah. but it's true you know they're, they've done us proud in, in a lot yeah. of ways you and know? it was unlucky like you have to say last week against uh, Canada some goal did you yeah. Yeah. unbelievable the Kate McCabe one yeah unbelievable yeah. Yeah. Like I, I only found out it's called an Olympico. I didn't know that. Did you know that before? Never that? heard of it. It's called a score direct from a corner. Not the way of Rabon is yeah, all yeah. different terminology, but I heard it in commentary that it's called an Olympico. That's a new one on me. And anyway, never heard that. Because yeah. you, you could see her going for it yeah. in the Australia game. The two are but four corners, I think she took yeah. all on the keeper. Yeah. One of them nearly yeah. went in, but that goal was yeah. like unbelievable. In the first half, we thought they were going to get a second before. Yeah. Like they were very unlucky. And then. Just kind of ran out of steam and they did a bit, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so, so come here. We, we haven't got a lot of fixtures or results coming up this week, but we do have a very special guest, uh, some mm-hmm. local football and royalty, um, and it's our very own Thomas Quinn, who a lot of people know has been a fixture on Ings and Park. Mm-hmm. Park, sorry, love him or hate him, he's coming up later <laughs> on the show. So have you got uh, a couple of fixtures to stick in? Jack? Uh, yeah, we we've actually we've no results from this oh. week, but we've a few for CY ladies. Um, the 18, the Challenge Cup quarter-final that we mentioned last week, Monday 14th of August, away to the winners of Rosemount Movie and John Bosco. Uh, the B team, they have a league game away to Baldoyle on Thursday the 10th of August. And then they also have a supporters bus going out to the FAI Shield final, which is in County Tipperary. Got a, a finalisation on that. I think they're Location. looking for, for numbers that anyone wants to go on the bus to contact a member of the committee or, or one of the girls, Emma yeah. or, or Rachel. And I think there's spaces on the bus, so they're just trying to finalise numbers. Yeah, so uh, we'll be back after a short break. Yeah, thanks. Rick's News Desk, weekly on Rick Radio. One of heroes, as they say, and Abby's quite young herself, Yeah, 18, but like a lot of the young boys and girls that were there. The reason why we are where we are is 100% the Rings End community. Hello and welcome back to part two of episode four of Train Your In. Here with myself, Jack, uh, or sorry, Jack and myself, Keith. <laughs> Um, we're joined by a very special guest tonight, uh, someone we've been looking to get onto the show since we started, he was top of our wish list. He's, uh, as I said earlier on, local football and royalty. Um, he's, he's, in my opinion, he's one of the best refs around. I'm not saying that because I'm looking for him to do a game for me on Thursday evening, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he is. He's, he, he, and he's a pure gent and he's, he's always great help to, to ourselves at Cambridge when we need it and stuff. So, um, welcome, Thomas Quinn. Thanks very much. Thanks for the welcome. Well, um, Thomas... Obviously, you have a rich history in, in football in the area. Um, I know because you've, you've coached a lot of our matches. But how long have you been refing? Oh, sorry, you've refed a lot of our matches. How long have you been refing? Uh, how long now? Yeah. 
Unofficially, probably about 25, 26 years. Officially, about 17. Yeah. In my opinion, it's one of the toughest parts of football to be a ref. I've refed a couple of games unofficially because we couldn't get a ref or whatever. And I've had nothing but abuse from both sidelines, being from my own team or the opposing team. And I've seen some of the stick you take. I've seen some of the, how tough it is. What makes you keep doing it week in, week out? Um, how can I describe that? Just the love of the game. Yeah. Honestly, it is. You have to, you have to be passionate about the game. And you have to uh, get on with people, to be honest. Um, I've been around a long time now. And some people probably say too long. <laughs> but um, I honestly can say I get on with most, if not all, the clubs. Never had a, a real problem. Maybe starting out and then you get used to it and then you get a tolerance level. That's what happened. That's what I, I describe it as a tolerance level. My tolerance level is very, very high. And uh, if, if you have a problem with me, well, then you have a serious, serious problem. Yeah. You know, that's about it, really. Uh, love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Still to this day, I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, my main question for you would be, what made you get into refereeing? Because it a, it's a tough thing to get into, not get into, but take on. Precisely. Right. Uh, well, going back a few years. Right. <laughs> uh, probably about, as I said, 25, 27 years. And I'll credit this man to it I'll never forget it uh, precisely what Keith said there earlier you're there with your young lad or girl or whoever she is and it's gone on years and it hasn't changed uh, the lack of referees it hasn't mm. changed at all so it was going on years ago and it was myself and David Doyle ran the team now at Cambridge and like today we were pretty successful and enjoying it and then it happened on several occasions the ref didn't turn up. Yeah. So I was asked, any chance would you give it a go, you know? So I did just jump in. Actually, both feet jump in and hope for the best. It's like match of the day and you're hoping to do it right. Yeah. And you're re And the more things in your head, going through your head was, I want to be as fair as I can. That's all I want mm. to be. And that went on for a while. And then I was getting phone calls. Uh, would you do a match over here? even though you're not an official ref. Uh, and mainly, I have to give him 100% credit. The man is gone a number of years, and he had a great eye for football, and a, uh, a rogue, and he was a lot of things, and his pictures up in the clubhouse down there, the late, great Joe Copper, I have to say that. He pushed me. He literally pushed me, and he says, Tom, I've been watching you out there. You have the knack for it. Would you not go for it? I hadn't a clue. I wasn't greatly interesting because my son was still playing I didn't want to miss that so I had a few discussions with David Doyle way back then and he wasn't happy with me leaving but uh, I said this is this is for me I think I want to do this uh, one of the biggest regrets in my life that I didn't do as a young man who I'm looking at now I wanted it uh, I brought along a couple two of them are in Portugal one oh, sorry three of them maybe four and one of them is in China doing reffing at the moment. Well, that, well, that says enough. Yeah. Now, it's a great career for them, uh, but you really have to want to do it. Yeah. You have the other side of it. We all know the bad side, yeah. but the good side is way out, in my opinion. Way out, way out. That's it. And uh, we've had this discussion, myself and yourself, Tom, about trying to get more young people involved in it. Yeah. And 
I mean, there wasn't a huge uptake. We had a couple of interested people, yeah. and people only wanted to ref in Rings and Park, yeah. and that's very hard enough. to do yeah. that and stuff like that. But and I've still I've, I've talked to a few people since that are still on the fence about it. You know, is there anything you could say to a young person wanting to get involved in refereeing or, or thinking about it, considering it? Yeah, well, uh, when I was asked, personally asked by Dylan, would I consider coming into this? That was my main aim. Because let's face it, I'm not getting any younger, and. To the boys and girls, especially the girls now, in my opinion, there's not enough women involved in refereeing. But to the boys and girls, black and white, gay or straight, you, whatever you like, if you're anyway interested, uh, the good people at Cambridge have given me the opportunity to use the facilities down there at any time for uh, the young boys and girls to come along. Give them an introduction to refereeing. I'm there all the time. The people at Cambridge have my number. We all not spell our hair on the radio because we get sometimes abuse on it. But I'm there for them 24-7. I promise I'd, I'd bring them through it. And then if you want to go on the course, that's you pay. Me, personally, I'll bring you through it. No charge whatsoever. You get in touch, I'll do it. You want to meet me in the street and say, Tom, you might be embarrassed and blah, blah, blah. Call me pers- privately, no problem. So I personally hope one or two would get involved. One or two had inquiries and they got on for a short time. And then they said, I brought them to matches, actually. And they said, oh, God, this is not for me. And yeah. I understand it. Yeah. I do understand it. But there's a lot of people, boys and girls, that generally would be very good. Right? I have no doubt about that. Mm. That's it. And I'm sure that would also extend to me. And I know just some parents think they're experts as well. Maybe ah, they get an odd parent or two that might be interested. Young parents, yes, especially, yeah. you know. Uh, generally, as you say, expert, most of them, it's just... Yeah. Uh, if we go back down to line, people want to talk about the, the bad sides. Most of it is passion. Yeah. Yeah. Most of it is. I've had it many a time, and then at the end of the game, they come, Tom, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I'm sorry. And it's just because they get excited, and they want to win, and they we all go through this Ronaldo syndrome. They think that child is this, that, and the other, and they're not. But most of it is just passion. Yeah. You get the odd occasion where it's, it's nasty, and it's physical. Touch water never has happened to me. But, uh, yeah, I've had the, the odd occasion where I was told I wasn't so great, put it that way. Yeah. But uh, other than that, no matter. The one thing that stuck with me, I, I, it was a big push for there after some refs got horrendous abuse. And I'm pro some elements of it, the, the silent sidelines. I, I don't think it's workable. Because like, we, we, we had a game out in Lusk there towards the end, and we were going for the league, and Lusk were the, were, were the team pushing us for the league. And there was shouting and screaming from both sides. It's nothing abusive. Mm. Just most of it was encouragement. But a couple, a parent kept shouting out to us, we have a real silent sidelines. But I understand you can't have completely silent sidelines. You have to be able to encourage and come here your time an F word or something will slip out, which is, is unavoidable when you're passionate about something. I'm completely pro anything that helps reps. But I think something like a silent sideline is nearly unworkable. It'll take the passion out of the game. I don't know what your opinion is on that. Yeah, I, I'd be inclined to agree. Because, uh, like, if you like the VAR situation in the yeah. in the big professional game, I'm not a fan of it. Never will be. No. I think the ref and the two linesmen should be good enough to do it. That's my personal opinion. The silent sideline, no. Because I think if you take away from football, there's something wrong. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, me, like... It's up to the clubs and our sectaries or whatever to clamp down on the nasty side of it, if you like. But no, if you take away the passion, you take away football. Yeah. Simple as. Yeah. Like, exactly. I, I agree. You know, to say like, 
I'm completely pro anything that helps refs enforce the rules of the game and whatever. But when, when you start kind of take, it takes the passion out, as Tom says, and it kind of it, it nullifies the game a little yeah. bit, I think. Yeah. You know? But come here, there should be always and posters up for respect the refs, respect the managers, parents. There should be, you should only be able to encourage, you shouldn't be allowed yeah. to shout at the, the, the managers and stuff besides you and abuse and stuff like that, you know what I mean? I think a big thing with referees is they don't, the people on the sideline don't communicate what was going on. This is something I'd actually compliment you on because you've refereed God knows how many more games. And one thing I always noticed with you was if I was, say, offside, you always explained to me why I was offside or how or who was playing me offside. You know what I mean? Which and that actually not a lot of referees did that because I'd be, you know, turning around giving like, how was that? Yeah, and then yeah. and then you actually end up explaining it very well where I kind of was like, right, okay, maybe, maybe I was. Well, what's happened the weekend is going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen next week. I've uh, when the reason why I got into refereeing is for the children mm. and to encourage them. And it only happened the weekend. And the young Cambridge side came along that first game on the big, and you can yeah. see it yeah. how daunting it is for them. And that's what happened. They're all looking around, and and that's why it was just you're offside. It could have been small. It could have been large. And then I stood with the boy and explained to him mm. because he, he's so. Frightened about it by yeah. it all. But um, that's just my way. It's not everybody's way, you know? Um, and on a, the other part of it is referees can be wrong, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the same. And I've got it wrong many a time. I'll get it wrong this weekend. I'll get it wrong next week. I don't give a hoot about it. Just move on. Because we're not perfect. Simple as. It's very yeah. tough to get every decision. I don't no. think even VAR, like, no. with all their technology, they, they freeze frame and 10 yeah. minutes later and they still haven't made they a still, decision. still get it wrong. They still get it wrong. You know, so, you go from yeah, there? I think what, regardless of the decision you, you make, you're going to upset somebody. You're always That's going. Look, the way there's three of us here today. I'm the ref and Keith and yourself. And uh, you're going to be happy because you've won the match. He's not going to be happy because yeah. he's lost it. Yeah. But on the whole, they'll just walk away and accept it. Yeah. But they know that we're just amateurs. That's it. Looking at the, the success of the women's team getting to the to the World Cup and I just wanna this is just off the cuff we haven't prepared this but the success of girls football now like and all the girls teams coming through what do you think the state of schoolboy and girl football is obviously you'll be coming from mainly from a Dublin from the DDSL and so on. Yeah. What do you think the structure in schoolboy school girl football is like at the minute? Do you think we're we're heading the right direction or are we still a lot of work to do? I think we've <coughs> excuse me. Still a lot of work to do but there's great people, great people there. Uh, what I like about it in the last what five, maybe six years, maybe more, is it's the coaching has come on tremendously, hugely. Yeah. And you can see where when the kids went out years ago in the long shorts and they're just all 11 or 22 of them all running towards the ball, that has all stopped. Yeah. The coaching is immense. It's very professional. And uh, the kids are really coming on, really coming on. Now, it's in my pocket there. I'll probably get it in a moment. Uh there was a, a man here, obviously before my time, just passed as well, uh, the late, great Thomas Bulger. I didn't know, never met the man. And uh, when his daughter came along and says, Tommy, you're taking up the reffing. And I says, yeah, well, I'm going to give it a go. And he says, well, there's me, me dad's gear and that. Now, he's a bit slighter build than I am. So I said, look, we're all due respect. I couldn't take that. Now, what I did take of him, was his notebook and his coin. I still use that to this day. 
Now, that's respect and it's honouring the man's memory. Mm-hmm. Now, on top of that, I was very, very lucky to meet some great people in football over the years and extremely lucky to ref some great up-and-coming talent. And what I got in that book was names. One of them would be, be Troy Parra, then Evan Ferguson, and a Quinn after my own namesake, Ben Quinn. And the latest name in it, about two years ago was Abby Larkin. She actually stood looking at me, why do you want my name? I says, well, look at the names that are in the book. The book is as old, falling apart, a bit like myself. But our father was training in Rings End Park, and I asked her, could I have her name? And she was just amazed by it. But, like, you just see talent. Mm. Now, I wouldn't consider myself as a talent scout like that, but certainly I'm not on the same grade as the late great Joe Corcoran, as we called him. But I could see talent in, in lads and, and girls years ago. And it's just fantastic. That's what's my buzz, actually, when I'm refing a game. At, like, at that level, like Evan Ferguson, let's say, 14 years of age, holding a record, playing for uh, Bowes against Chelsea. That's just amazing. Mm. And now, look at what look what I'm looking at now, Abby Larkin, at the world stage. You can't get any higher. How far is she going to go? Absolutely. Like, it's great yeah. for the area, but it must be fantastic for our family. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And as you say, I think she'll be getting a call. There'll be calls from oh, the Rovers looking God. for her oh. signature from all the big clubs. Not just in the UK, but I think with no. the Barcelona's, Real Madrid's and all. Of course Looking at the likes of Abby, a young, just sure prodigious talent. talent like that, you know. Now we're going to move on to my favourite part of the show because Jack does most of the talking and uh, we have Jack's questions. Right, well, we have a few questions we're asking to every guest. So your favourite moment as a fan or supporting football and your favourite moment playing or in your case, reffing. Favourite moment as a fan? It doesn't have to be pro. It can be a fan of your kids' team, a fan of... Yes, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, you just hit it on the nail there. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm a Liverpool supporter, so there you go. But it's nothing to do with that. It was my son, uh, way, way back. And I was watching him in a game. He was a goalkeeper. And this was against Rathout Harps, something like 16 years ago. Maybe more, because was he? Yeah, he's 25. 17 or 18 years ago. He was only a kid. Anyway, we were watching him with my missus, and he was getting beaten by this. They were getting beaten all ends up. But he pulled off a miraculous save where he was going back and back. If you can just imagine it, he keep on going back and he just put his hand up and tipped it over the bar. That was just, that's why I'm saying about the parents being on the sideline. I wouldn't be agreeing with this uh, sideline, sideline. No, let them enjoy it. Let them enjoy it. Favourite moment as uh, a referee? Yeah, to doing the LFA Cup final. That was against uh, home farmland, Crumlin, out in uh, Richmond Park. That was a real, real plus and a beautiful uh, momento we got for it as well. That was eight, nine years ago. That was a great, yeah. great buzz for me, yeah. Uh, the next one we have, uh, well, this is players you look up to, any referees you look up to? Yes, one particular, I only seen him the weekend in Diviva. He's a young man. He is a teacher in Castanet College, Rob Harvard. Robbie Harvey, sorry, Robbie Harvey. Excellent referee. Yeah. Young man. And then, what have we got for the last one? This is a player you would like to play with. We'll, we'll change this to a player you would like to have refereed. Mm. Or you wouldn't like to. Either or. Yeah. 
well, I have a lot of time from as a player, as a person, it's different. Uh, another fantastic and a, a bit of a lula as well, Roy Keane. Because yeah. think of it, if you think of Roy Keane way back, what a talent. Unbelievable. Against Juventus. Remember that game. But if you can remember him with the referees, the veins be hanging over his neck when he was having a little word with them, you know? <laughs> but uh, those things have changed. But and another lunatic, Vinnie Jones and all that. But players that I knew personally, um, there was one out in Home Farm, another nut. Couldn't, uh, <laughs> couldn't play football to save his life. Everything was doing. I think I... Which is, as anybody knows me, you'd very rarely see a red card coming out of me. But uh, I'm not going to mention that. It's <laughs> embarrassing. But he got it twice off me over the years. And that says enough. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, well, is there any games you particularly enjoy? Do you prefer the more physical games or the more relaxed games where you don't have to, say, be more on the lookout for these sort of things going on? As I said, I'm getting older now, so I'm not as quick as I used to be, and this, that, and the other. But uh, one standout game has to be uh, Francis against Kevin's in Stella Mars' ground. Unbelievable ground uh, game at the time. Uh, scorching hot day. All the contingent from both teams were there. And uh, as I said, I get on. I, I, I was going to say hopefully, but I do. I get on with most of all the clubs. And Ken Donahue from uh, Kevin's. And his big continuum was there, and they won it in extra time. And that's why I would say the game was just over. And I just happened to, I, I love letting the game flow. And if you get advantage and it scores from it, it's unbelievable. It's a great buzz. You seen my Dean doing it, doing it with his arm up. Yeah. But I'd never do that. I'd just do it in my head and say, I'm delighted that happened. Yeah. But I was just about to call it. The young lad was screaming down the line with the ball. And I said, Let him go, let him go. And he's getting chopped down. They're all screaming for the free, but somehow he gets the ball over and bang, it goes into the net. And I'll never get Ken Donahue's words. He says, Tom, you thought you were an hour here, didn't you? <laughs> but that went all the way. And unfortunately, if you can remember a young boy that day who's since passed because that incident in Eastwall was Josh yeah. Dunn. He played that mm. day. Uh, as I say, it's all coming back to me now, memories. That boy, I'll never forget, he wasn't just a standout player. But he never stopped smiling. That's our great memories of. Yeah. He was smiling all the time. He was playing. That was a great Kevin side. But he never stopped smiling. And then when I heard the incident, I was absolutely devastated for his family. Horrible. Anything else, sir? No, that's all the questions I have <laughs> written down. Yeah. Well, I just, for myself, Tom, I just want to thank you for, for all the games you ref for us. I'm sure Jack echoes that because... <laughs> Jack's fin sadly finished playing, but I'm yeah. still involved with, with, with the under-16s this year. And you've always been fair to us, and I just want to commend you on that. Your fairness has always stood out for me. Carl Nolan might disagree a little bit. But Carl, <laughs> Carl the nut. Carl the nut, <laughs> Carl, Carl should actually become a referee, because he yeah. spends more time on the pitch than he does on <laughs> yeah. But Carl is great. As yeah. I said, it, it's great fun with them, you know, yeah. it really is. There's, no, there's nothing nasty. No. They get all hyped up and that, yeah. and... The odd F word, but it's yeah. never really pointed at your personal abuse. It's not. But uh, as I'll harp back on to Cambridge, because they're the local club here, and I'm seeing it everywhere else, the professionalism. Like, I'll, I'll point down to Cambridge because it's, it's changed dramatically over the last five to six years. Like, fair play to the people that are involved over the years, and I always call them Mr. Cambridge. That was Thomas Gregg. He gave everything. Yeah. He really gave everything. Yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. But it is, 
I suppose we maybe let's mention them there. They do a lot here and they give a lot. Google, they put in a lot. So with those resources that you have and the the passion that people have shown, like you've David Cassidy now on board and Keith and all the committee there. It's it's changed hugely. And of course, uh if you want to talk about what's happened with the children. Me personally, you talk about the sides that are out now, the big sides, CY and Liffies and all that. You won't have them if you don't have academies. Yeah. If you don't get the kid in at, let's say, seven or eight, or even younger, and you're teaching them from there, well, then you won't have a top side. You won't have an Ireland side. Yeah. That's yeah. my opinion, my personal opinion. I think you get them there, teach them there, from that age, and if they show, they're showing anything, that just goes on. Absolutely. I yeah. think that's a really positive note to finish on. Yeah. And lovely words from Tom. Yeah. And uh, thanks again for coming in, Tom. It's been yeah, a great show. Yeah, it's great. I really enjoyed it. Hopefully we yeah. get to do it again in the future. Yeah. yeah. Thank brilliant. you very much. Thank you. Sorry if you lost the weekend, but that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant, Tom. Thanks for that and thanks for coming in. We really appreciate it. Now, Jack, next week, what's the plans next week? A week off. A week off. Well, you have. When you might come down and give us a dig out. Because next Tuesday, the 8th of August, we have the start of Rings Ends Festival of Football, one of the biggest footballing weeks in the calendar. Um, so far, we've 220 kids signed up. We've the Amputee Football Ireland, Cerebral Palsy Ireland, Frame Football Ireland, and we have Football for All coming down. Like It's a huge, huge week in, in the footballing calendar in Rings End. So what we're going to do is we're going to take the show off next week, but the... Following week, we'll have a compilation of the best bits from the, the, the Festival of Football yeah. week. Now, coming up as well, as part of the Festival of Football, we have a local Legends game, which will be players from Cambridge and CY, and maybe some of the other local clubs, playing against a Google Select team, which will include some former Bundesliga players, um, ex-pros. So that's, that'll be the, the close-off yeah. the Festival of Football. It'll be a local team against... Our, our neighbours across the road and Google who are who are the main sponsors of this year's festival as always they've done it for the last three years um, so that promises to be a fantastic week next week registration for the kids will close on Thursday so any kids any parents out there that want to register their kid please get it done by Tuesday boys and girls of all ages and abilities I think the cut off point is five years of age is the youngest and the oldest is whatever, 65, whatever. If you're registering an adult team, you have to contact a member of CY. The registration on Clubs app is just for kids. So, right. promise to be a great. So, I'm sure you'll be around. Yeah, I was around last year yeah. for it. It was great. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. brilliant yeah. Hopefully the weather plays ball with us this year, no pun intended. <laughs> but uh, we might try to do a few interviews throughout the week, Jack. We might do them on the phone or something. We might yeah. get a few bit of Hopefully, content. Hopefully, yeah. 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 It promise to be a great week and there could be a few surprise guests coming down, I'm, I'm being told, so... Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. It should be a great week. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll wrap the show up then. Yeah, yeah that was a great show, actually. Really it was enjoyed actually that enjoyed listening to Tom, you know. Yeah. As I say, love my hating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's a, great, he's a great lad. And come here, without refs, we don't have games, so. Of course. You know. Yeah. So Thanks, yeah. thanks for that, Jack. Enjoy that. And final message, get down and ref. Get involved yeah. in the refing. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And get down and support the Festival of Football next week. Yeah. So, uh, that's been week four. We'll see you for... We'll see you in two weeks. Bye.